Airbnb is about 12 years old. It's the summer of 2019 and we've already seen plenty of people make tons of money on the Airbnb platform, but nothing lasts forever, right? So the question is, is Airbnb still a good opportunity? Is it something you can get into and expect to actually make a profit or is it too late? So my name's Sean Rakijic. You're watching Airbnb Automated. Let's get you some answers. All right, welcome back Airbnb family. Some of you who've already seen this channel know I've been hosting for about five years. Um, I started with a few thousand dollars in 2014, summer of 2014, and now I have a portfolio that revenues about $2 million a year and I don't own any property. That's kind of the thing about this channel is I've been teaching people how to build a portfolio owning no property, doing something called rental arbitrage. But the truth is that's not the only way that people have made money um, with Airbnb. And it's not the way that you might, if you would at all, right? So let's talk about the few ways that people do make money on Airbnb. Let's talk about the new challenges that Airbnb is facing in 2019, how it affects you, whether or not you should jump in, or if you're in, if there's anything you should do about it, right? <laughs> because of course, we're here to make a lot of money. And that's what I'm here to teach you to do is make a lot of money whenever possible. So let's first talk about the three ways that people make money on Airbnb. One is if you're an owner of a property and you want to make some money with the property that you own and generate more cash flow as opposed to being a regular landlord. So this could include that you live in a property and you're going to rent out a spare room for a little extra cash or you own and don't live in that property and you decide to, instead of getting a regular tenant, you decide to put it on Airbnb as an entire place. And by doing that, you can generate typically more cash flow than if you have a regular month by month tenant. The reason why is because hotels charge a nightly rate. You can charge a nightly rate and then charge more than your monthly rate would be if you took your monthly rate divided by 30, $1,500 in rent is only, you know, say $50 a night. But if you charged $150 a night and got most of your nights book, you'd get three times your rent, right? That's the logic there with, you know, owning your home and instead of having a regular tenant, do it. So rental arbitrage kind of goes and takes that a step further. Let's say you're that person who pays the monthly rent at $1,500 a month. You then list that home for $150 a night. And if you get most of your nights booked, there's 4,500 in revenue, 1,500 in rent, $3,000 in the middle, subtract a little bit of operating expenses and the rest of yours is profit. You didn't have to buy the home. That's rental arbitrage. And that's what I do. Now, my best friend, Sean Ray, he was doing something called house hacking, uh, which is where you get a home for a very low rate. And then you rent to roommates, right? With an FHA loan and you get your mortgage paid for by your roommates. He was a huge Graham Stevens fan, um, and now he's less so, and he's on the Airbnb bandwagon. But we'll talk about that at another video. So then the third way to make money on Airbnb is to neither be the owner nor the renter, but to facilitate the owner's ability to make more money on his property. This is called co-hosting. So let's say you're that owner that would normally have a regular tenant. Well, co-host would come to you and say, hey, you can make more money on your home if you turned it into a nightly or weekly rental. Let me do that for you, right? Let me help you run a, a different kind of higher cash flow business. The homeowner keeps, you know, 85% of the revenue, sometimes as little as 75% of the revenue. And then the co-host keeps that 15 to 25% in active management fees. So co-host is essentially a property manager, but uh, daily active running a hospitality business instead of just picking up checks every month. See, so those are the three ways. But what is new? Uh, the, the, in the 12 years that Airbnb has been active, a lot has happened. Cities have been passing regulations stating that you cannot run a short-term rental business in some way or at all. They've listed you know, different restrictions like New York. You have to live in the property. Same thing with Vancouver, Canada. 
in Austin, you can't take a single family home and list it on Airbnb. It has to be type two residential, which is four units or more. So it can't be a duplex either, right? So this is supposed to protect families who want to buy a home in Austin from having to deal with the raise in rent prices, which also brings us to another thing is if a city is oversupplied, if too many people are getting in on the action, arguably rent could go up. Now I'm in Dallas, Houston, and Philadelphia and Fort Worth and I haven't seen this happen in my markets. Actually, Dallas and Houston are starting to soften, as my real estate agent says, and there could be some opportunity to get rents at a lower than normal rate because the market is deflating a little bit. So Airbnb in itself isn't big enough to float the rental market and keep rental prices high. So in some cities though, in some countries, this is a big deal. For example, I traveled to Prague and 94% of all the uh, housing inside of Prague itself in all the little districts inside the, the horseshoe-shaped river is dedicated towards tourism and short-term housing. So anybody who wants to live in Prague has to live outside, kind of in the suburbs. And that's, you know, kind of the situation. And a lot of people in Prague aren't happy about that. There's other tourist areas just the same. Like we traveled to Italy and we traveled to Croatia and we traveled to Thailand and different countries have a different amount of transient housing that's dedicated, you know, above and beyond hotels. But I will say on the other side of the coin, um, there's people like, for example, in an island, uh, Korchula, that we ended up on by accident in Croatia. There's families who are using short-term renting like Airbnb in order to afford keeping their home because the prices of those homes have gone up since tourism hit their island decades ago. And now everything's much more attractive. So families who want to stay living on this island can utilize something like Airbnb in order to afford their, you know, their cost of living. So um, it's not all bad there. Now, my advice for you with this is take a look at a market and try to do some market research to determine if there's an oversaturation. And you can find if there's gaps in the market and work around them. I'm not going to teach you how to do this in this video because I have a webinar on this YouTube channel on how to do that. It's a little slow, it's like about an hour long, but it does show you all the techniques that I typically tend to use when searching for my properties. So with Austin, for example, where you can't use type two or can't use single family homes and you have to use type two residential, if you were going to try to be a successful Airbnb host, you'd have to find apartment complexes that would let you rental arbitrage because you can't buy a property unless you buy an apartment complex, right? So that cuts out both one and three, which is owning a home and being a co-host. It really kind of takes those two out. Rental arbitrage is the only way to conduct a business in Austin. Now, Austin is not oversaturated, so you don't necessarily have to worry about that, but the rental prices are pretty high because Austin is one of the fastest growing cities in the country and there's tons of people moving in for tech and Austin is kind of a small city on the inside. So if you want to be where it matters, those rent prices are just going sky high. Let me give you something for free that I would normally not give you on this channel just so easily because this is something I would do and I would like to save this for myself if I was going to Austin, but I'm in Philly, so I'll let you all do this in Austin if you'd like. Since all the properties are apartments in Austin, the opportunity in Austin is to find large apartments, three bedroom apartments or larger if they exist and try to gobble up that as your, your market niche because most hotels and studios and one bedrooms can occupy two or four persons. There's most likely a low supply of Airbnbs that occupy 10 or 12 or more people just because of the nature of the regulation in Austin and the, the very limited amount of large apartments that qualify as type two housing. So if you can find large apartments that allow you to occupy more people, there's likely a large opportunity in Austin to do that. But if you're going to do apartments, you've probably seen in this, in this, uh, 
Airbnb channel, if you've been watching this, that it's not just that simple. You're going to need to set up an LLC and as a business approach these apartment complexes in order to convince them to let you run your business because in Texas, subletting is not allowed on regular residential leases and by being an LLC, you actually get to transcend that. There's more to it too you need to negotiate in order to be allowed to run your business and that's another story in itself. But that's Austin, for example. Now my buddy Sean Ray has bought a home um, and he's normally skeptic, right? He's the, the house hacking guy. And he's the one who, of course, was worried when he approached me initially that his home was even going to profit at all on Airbnb because of where he bought his home. After doing a little bit of research, I told him he should expect to earn about five to $7,000 on this initial home. He started doing well enough that he bought another home. And he asked me, Sean, how much could I think I could make with this home? And this, this house is massive, right? He can occupy 24 or 25 people in this house. And I told him, based on the numbers, you can probably get, you know, twelve dollars or $14,000 a month if you run it right. Well, this month, he broke $15,000 in a month on his home. So he even exceeded my expectations for his property. So for Sean Ray, congratulations. Another guy who has um, come to me for consulting before getting his first property um, was Anthony. And you've actually seen him in a previous video. If you've watched this, we talked about a $6,000 per month strategy that we discussed where you'd list the whole home and then break it up into small units. Well, that home this month, he almost made $10,000 in revenue off of his house. So in Dallas, which is a pretty saturated market overall, larger properties are doing well. So there's still an opportunity there. Now, co-hosting, I would reserve co-hosting for areas where it's kind of hard to pick up your own property. If it's hard to buy or you can't get apartment complexes to approve you to do rental arbitrage, you could go to homeowners and convince them to allow you to run this, this co-hosting kind of relationship with them because they get to make more money that way than if you were their tenant. Now, this could happen in vacation or tourist destinations where it's obviously a good opportunity to do short-term rentals. So homeowners won't just give you a regular rent agreement because they want all the money because they know it's there. So if you're going to approach homeowners in a tourist destination, you're going to have to come at them more like a co-host and agree to take a performance fee because they understand the value of the fact that the property is theirs. So with that said, your main considerations because Airbnb is no longer new is you do need to look at your city regulations because in Vancouver and New York and Dade County, uh, Miami, they have some really restrictive Airbnb laws. And in Seattle, I think you're allowed to have a max of two properties. And there's, so there's different places where you have to be careful. But like in New York, you could just set up on the Jersey or Connecticut side and possibly succeed because you're close enough to Manhattan. Maybe people would stay there. See, these are risks that you have to take if you're going to be a business owner. And Airbnb is not real estate. Airbnb is a business. You're just utilizing or leveraging real estate as a way to generate your profit. So you don't have to be a real estate professional to make money with Airbnb. And in my opinion, I think Airbnb is still strong because we've grown from, as you've seen, uh, if you go back to one of our, I think our very first video, I tell you two years ago how I'm making $30,000 a month. And now we're making like $180,000 a month in two years. And we expect to not quite double, but within the next six months or 10 months, we'd like to add another 40 units and be at a hundred units. So I don't see us slowing down. I don't see my buddies who buy their property slowing down. And I know some guys who co-host that swear it's the best way to make money on Airbnb. So all three are valid. If you have questions about any of the three, leave them in the comments. We'll get more specific. Um, if you're new to the idea of Airbnb, I've got about a hundred or so more videos on the topic in this very YouTube channel that you're visiting right now. I invite you to watch them. All of them are free. 
So enjoy learning and getting ready for this journey if you're going to jump on it. So by the way, if you know me, you know this background's not familiar. Welcome to my new office. We're going to be doing classes in Dallas. You want to learn how to do this? Um, we're finally going to be launching a series of education products. And with that, we're going to be doing seminars. We're going to be doing workshops, classrooms, and there will be a course. Um, it'll be a three-section course. It's going to be massive. It's going to be the best and biggest product to learn about everything Airbnb and outside auxiliary to Airbnb as well. So stay tuned for more awesome updates. Keep learning, keep growing. Thank you for watching Airbnb Automated, and I'll see you on the other side.